and uh, just waiting for, uh, I'm not sure we got, looks like we got some people starting to come in here. Not quite sure if we, uh, if we do or not. Um, haven't seen anybody yet, but I hope you got your coffee this morning. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the devil's worst nightmare, which is your most powerful weapon. The devil's worst nightmare, which is your most powerful weapon. All right. And this is what we're talking about. There's something you can't see, but it's perhaps the most powerful thing that ever comes out of you, out of a human being. And this is something that lives, it breathes, it's alive. And every day it flows from you and I for various reasons to communicate either something good or something bad. Now, what comes out of us is actually vibrations. And I'm not going to get off and sound like some new ager because this is not where I'm going with this. But what comes out of us is actually things that create our world around us. I want you to look around and see what kind of condition you're in. Are you in a loving condition, a good condition, bad condition? What comes out of you, what comes out of me creates these things or allows these things to happen. It either brings healing or it brings killing. Life or death. And I'm talking about words. Words are the most powerful thing that can ever come out of, one, of God's creation. Words come out either as life or words come out either as death. Words can heal and words can kill. And the question this morning, and I ask myself this, what is coming out of me? What is coming out of you? And God, I believe, is going to turn this whole thing around this morning. There's going to be people, lives change. I know that my life changed yesterday when God gave me this message that I wanted to share with you. But right now, I'm going to grab another sip of my coffee. Who do we have out there? we got Denise. Good morning. Ronald, good morning. Uh, good to see you guys this morning. God bless you. God love you. And I'm so glad that you guys are here. And if you're not a member of David Hebner TV, go and sign up right now, please, if you would. Words. Tiny little words. Bible talks about this. It's a description. You put a bit in the horse of a mouth, it will control the whole horse. Just one word, one word can change a whole circumstance, a whole paradigm. See, words are like ammo in a gun, like ammunition in a gun. In the, a gun in the hands of a good person can protect and actually take out demons, the evil. But the gun in the hand of an evil person can kill. And this, this is what words are. Words can be used for the good or the bad. But where do they originate? And what does God say about words? Glad you asked that. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs uh, eleven nine. Evil words destroy one's friends. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Proverbs fifteen four. Gentle words bring life and health, and deceitful uh, and a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. What are your words? What are my words? I'm going to bring in my wife and see what her words are. Let's 
Let's see if she's out there uh, with me. Uh, let's see. Hey, good, good morning. Good morning, Shanita. How are you this morning? Just enjoying a beautiful fall day. We have something. Wow. 32 years together. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so thankful. It, it looks like you've got a beautiful heaven behind you there. It's gorgeous. Um, but one thing I wanted to say about you, and ever since I met you, we've been together for 32 years, and I praise God for that because I haven't done anything for 32 years except live and be with you. I, <laughs> but it's because of God. Um, but your words, and the first thing I noticed about you when I met you, that your words were kind, they were patient, they were loving, and you, you, you thought before you spoke. See, I come from a household, Shanita, and I love my mom and dad, I love my family, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I come from a family that just, I mean, they shot from the hip. When it came to words, man, it just came out. You know, oh, I hate you, I hate this, don't do that. You know, there was a lot of anger in my, in my home uh, when I was a kid growing up. And so therefore I brought that into my adulthood and I noticed when I met you, it was different. Your words were peaceful. Well, one thing I noticed, um, I mean, I'm just so grateful for the environment I grew up in. The first time I ever heard yelling, I was at a friend's house and she and her brother were fighting and just screaming at each other. And it was so traumatizing to me, I ran home. I, I didn't say goodbye, I just left. <laughs> wow, how old were you? About eight. Eight years old, the first time you heard yelling? Yeah. Wow. The first time I heard yelling is when I came out of my mother's womb. Uh, my, my, my dad said, oh, no, how am I going to afford this baby? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the, the doctor said, I hope you can pay your bill and whacked me on the rear end. Uh, well, anyway, that's why God brought us together, because I'm a yeller and you're a listener. So there you go. Um, anything this morning, uh, anybody have uh, Shanita out there, anything they want to say or any prayer request or anything going on? I can't wait to hear from everybody. I've been thinking about Isaiah 61 and our commission to preach the good news, to bring sight to the blind, freedom to the captives, heal the brokenhearted. So I'm very excited next week to have some reports from each of you on how God is using you and your sphere of influence. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Yeah, me too. Um, I am so excited. All right. Well, Shanita, we're going to bring you back in in just a little bit. I love right. you. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. All right. Let's go to what are your words? Even if you were mute, even if you could not speak, even if you didn't have any sound coming out of your mouth, you would still speak words. Why? Because your thoughts turn into feelings. Your feelings manifest in words. So even if you can't speak, you're thinking words. You're thinking it doesn't matter whether you actually uh, 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 vocalize a word in the spiritual realm or you're thinking it, all right? So those of 
us who think that, well, I hate you, but I will never say it. Boy, am I a righteous person. Forget about that. Because in God's realm, God can hear thoughts just like he can hear words. Thoughts are words. So we need to guard our thoughts. We need to nip those thoughts in the bud. Now, it is noble that you won't and I won't speak what we're thinking, because if we did, we'd probably end up, I don't know, in jail or dead. That is noble. But we have to understand, folks, that thoughts, thoughts actually control our, our environment. Again, I want to say it. Thoughts equal feelings, which equal words. And then that consummates action. And then it's been completed. You are your words, your environment, your friends. Look around at your job. Look around at your family. Look around at your friends. Look around at the situation, whether good or bad. Those folks that come from your words. Well, you mean I'm not a victim, David? But, uh, you mean, you mean that this this is my fault? You mean I had? Let me let me let's let's do a footnote on this. In general. Your words created what you have. They created what you have. That is true. But your words also create your universe. It creates not just what's in you, around you, but it creates what is extended out. And let me explain what that means. God has a mission for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you to go from A, B, C, D to knock it on home, baby, hit a home run. But when we... When our words come against the mission of God, the will of God, it keeps us from getting to where we need to be, from where God wants us to be. He has a plan for you. When he, like I said, when he made you, he, he, he threw away the mold, actually busted the mold, because if you throw it away, somebody might find it. The devil might find it, try to duplicate it. There is no one like you. There is no one like me. So we need to now get in alignment with what God wants us, and our words need to be in alignment with what he wants us to be. You see, what you speak, you speak into existence. And your words are the most deadliest thing that can be used against Satan. When Jesus showed up on the scene, he spoke. He commanded the demons, be quiet. You come out. He commanded them. When we uh, heal, we, we command the healing. We speak for those words. God spoke for, uh, for things that, that did not exist, and they came into existence. Let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Hey, JP. Hey, Denise. Josh. Love you guys. I plead the blood over my mind. That's right, Ronald. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. But we speak it. 
in Jesus name. Now, let me explain to you. If you can't speak, maybe you have laryngitis, you think it, your thoughts are just like words. They're just as powerful as words. Now, here's the thing. You can't look at a devil and think the devil, cast the devil out in thoughts. You can, if the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you and direct you and says, because I do what we call silent evictions. Holy Spirit says, David, you won't vocalize this, but you will, you will do a silent eviction. And he has a reason for that. I don't want to get into that right now because that's not where we're going with this. But when you can verbalize something, I believe God expects us to verbalize it. And when we speak and we speak to a demon and we tell that demon that you will now depart, you will go back to hell, you will not return. The demon must respect our words. Let's go to Genesis 1 in the beginning. God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Dark, darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now listen to this. Here's the spirit of God hovering over the waters. And God said, and God said, he spoke, let there be light. Verse three and verse six, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. Verse nine, and God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation. For verse 14, God said, he spoke it, let there be lights in the vault of the sky. In verse 20, and God said, let the water team with the living creatures. And verse 24, and God said, he spoke, he commanded. Let the land produce living creatures according to their kind. Verse 26, and God said, let us make mankind in our image. Folks, this is the key. God spoke you and I into existence. He said his words were so powerful that he commanded you. You were birthed. I was birthed. Mankind was brought into this, this realm, this existence without God speaking. It could have never happened. That's why it's so important what you speak and what you don't speak. But let's look at 26. Let us make mankind, you and I, in our image. What? Hold it. But God could have spoke, I'm just going to make mankind. He didn't have to say in our image. He didn't have to say that. Why did God say that? What's the purpose behind that? Why did God want us to know that? in our likeness because he wants you to know he wants me to know that we have the power that he has that we can speak into existence things which do not exist according to the will of god according to the will of god i say you can't speak well you can speak something into existence which doesn't doesn't exist but it won't be if, if it's not the the will of god i don't want to be near you because who knows what it's going to be if it ain't from God, it's from hell. Let me say that again. If you speak something into existence and it's not of God, not from God, not God's will, then it is from hell. It is from Satan. Well, David, wait a minute. Hold it. What about purgatory? Purgatory. 
I haven't been to a Catholic church in 25 years. But what about just kind of like uh, middle of the road? What about nothingness? Yeah, nothingness is nothingness. It's called lukewarm. Which is what this coffee is, lukewarm right now. I need a hot cup of coffee. Anyway, thank you, God, for your word. I appreciate it this morning. And I want to thank you for each and every person here, Father. Just thank you and I praise you. And we command any demons that are on this show, any demons that are around the people of God right now listening, I'm commanding you in the name of Jesus, demon, you are gone. You're cast back into hell. No demons. Everything is clean. We are sanctified. We are righteous. We stand righteous before the sight of God, you and I, right now. God spoke you into existence and he said, you and I are made in his image. You and I are in his likeness. We have the power that God has because he gave it to his son and it was transferred from Jesus Christ to us. We have the power to cast Satan, to cast the demons out, to command them back into the pits of hell. We have the power to heal the sick. Here's the thing. God created everything in six days, then he rested on the seventh. But seven days, seven, seven days was a completion. Number seven is a completion. I want you to stay with me on this. It's very important. Seven. Remember seven. That's my favorite number. What's your all's favorite number? I love seven. For some reason, I don't like six. And let me tell you something. And I don't want to get off on a tangent or go down a rabbit hole, but numbers kind of are important to me. And I think they're important to God, but I love the number seven. Now, some of you may not agree with me, but I love the number seven. I don't like six. Six is bothers me. Five is okay. Four, I'm not crazy about four. Three, again, I don't like three. It's irritating. It's dark to me. I don't mind two. I don't mind two. One is, eh, I don't know, but I just wanted to share that with you. Why is that? But I love seven. I love seven. God created everything in six days on the seventh, he rests. Okay, let me tell you something. Seven's important to God, and here's why. Because someone said, give me a boy for the first seven years of his life, and I will show you the man. What does that mean? In the first seven years of your life, of my life, we were programmed. We were structured in the way that we're going to think. Therefore, our words come out how we think. So this morning, we're going to cast out the demons of those seven years. If any demonic influence came against you in those seven years, we're going to cast it out this morning. So I want you to stay with me, putting the devil on notice. I know right now they're trembling. Because, folks, I'm telling you, in the first seven years of your life, there was so much demon that came against you and I. Why? Because Satan knows that you're going to be used for the kingdom of God. He wanted to take you out, and he knew if he can get to you in the first seven years, wham. Seven. Seven. 
See, what happens to us in those first seven years is in our subconscious. It goes to our subconscious. It's like a computer program. So whatever you heard in those first seven years, your mother and father arguing, or maybe you didn't have a father, maybe you didn't have a mother, but there was drugs, there was alcohol, there was negativity, there was uh, fear, there were things coming against you saying, you're not good enough, you can't do this. Those are demonic attacks that came against you before the age of seven. It came into your computer, into your subconscious. And it stayed there. And therefore, you're operating off an old computer. But when we accept Christ, we have the mind of Christ. Our computer is, bam, reset, renewed, a new program. But sometimes we need, we need to reboot the program, which is what we're going to do this morning. You speak too much? You ever see Christians, like anybody, but God forbid Christians, they just want to talk all the time. Talk, 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 talk. Don't want to listen. They just talk, 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 talk. I've got to go out and win souls because I've got to talk, 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 talk. I've got to go out and hand out tracks and give someone a track and just talk, 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 talk. Folks, that's why he gave us two ears and one mouth, because we're to listen twice as much as we talk. And that goes for me. My wife listens and I talk. God says, David, you need to be like your wife. Start listening and talk less. Watch your tongue, David. The first seven years of your life, you were taught uh, a lot of negativity, a lot of darkness, a lot of hate. But that, that your program, David, has been rebooted. You are a new creature. You have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for telling me that. How can you discern anything? How can I discern anything if we are not listening? You can't discern by talking. Oh God, I discern myself right into a, you know, right, right into wisdom through my words. Oh, really? Would you preach to yourself? Words come from the ego, the old man. But how do we fix it? Good question. We've been talking about that. And we're going to fix it. It's going to be fixed this morning. I know there's people out there, including myself, that's going to be transformed. We're going to go leave on a higher level in which we came in. The first thing we have to do is understand that we are the children of God. And you hear God say, I am, I am. You and I need to say, I am. What do you say? I am a child of the living God, the one and only living God. I am. I am royalty because God loves me. I am saved. I am looking forward to my eternal home in heaven. I am powerful. I am. okay to say I am. I don't want to hear about the law of attraction, the new age. You know that new age stuff, the law? They just ripped that off from God. They took that from the Bible. I call it the law of distraction. The law of distraction.
morning, everybody out there. Let's see, who do we have? Um, Shanita, how are we doing out there? Doing good? All right. Let's go to Mark 16, 17. Mark 16 and 17. Somebody give me a thumbs up out there. If God's speaking to you, I'd like to have a thumbs up. All right. Let's go to Mark 16, 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Okay, what is it? In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Let me say that again. These things will accompany, when you're a Christian, they will accompany you. What? Words. How can you cast out a demon if you don't speak the words, demon, you're out of here? And you will speak in new tongues. You will speak in new tongues. It all started with the word. But I want to talk about two of the most important words in Scripture. I'd like to talk about that. Two of the most important words in Scripture, and here's how we're going to get into that. Let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. And Abe's out here with me today, my son Abraham. Abe, you okay out there? All right, good. Are you checking uh, tube and make sure we're still on? It's all good. All right, here we go. Let's go. John 1, John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. The Word was God. God spoke you into existence. He spoke me into existence in, our, in His likeness, in His image. We are able to do the same thing. That which you do not see in the name of Jesus, according to God's will, we can speak into existence. I'm telling you, this is powerful. Folks, you and I possess so much power that we will never know how much until we get to heaven. And we understand what we could have done. But that's not what I want to happen. I want to happen that when you stand before God, well done, good and faithful servant, that we used every maximum act of, of power that God has given us. But the only way we can do it is if we have knowledge. Knowledge is power. First John, verse 3, through him all things were made. Through what? The word all things were made. What all things can be made through you. Meaning, in the will of God, according to the will of God, in the name of Jesus, you can speak it. You believe. Now, this is not a, 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 a uh, uh, you know, claim it, name it. This is not claim it, name it. You're not going to go out and claim a new Mercedes and a whole barrel of money and uh, name it. No, forget that. I'm talking about according to the will of God. And I'm going to tell you something. People are plan, praying for possessions, which I do. 
But let me tell you what I pray for most of all. I pray for wisdom. I pray for spiritual wisdom. Because I know if I have spiritual wisdom, I have everything. I'm smart enough to know that. Because of the word of God, tell me, King Solomon. Verse 4, 1 John, verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. See, in God is life. When God created you, he created me. That same light that was in him is in us. Do you see that the pattern of God is so much correlated, so directed, uh, so in, in sync with you and I? that we are in the pattern of God, that's righteousness. Well, David, I quit drinking six months ago. I don't smoke and I stop cursing and I go to church every Sunday. That's not righteousness. I mean, that's probably a right thing to do, depending on what church you go to, but that's not righteousness. That can come along with righteousness. Righteousness is being right with God. Righteousness is walking with God. Folks, let me tell you something. There's people out there that are struggling with addiction, that are broken, that are righteous with God. Because he knows what they're going through. He knows what we're going through. Yet we stand up, we brush off our knees and say, God, I'm here for you. And therefore, you are righteous with God. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome. That's right. Your light disintegrates the darkness. Your light defeats the demons. Your word obliterates the enemy. Remember that. Your word. And by the way, we need to pray for Israel. There's a war going on. They've been under attack. I think three or 400 people killed by the darkness, by the evil. Now, I'm not saying Israel is perfect and they've got, no, culturally, they've gone to hell just like the rest of the countries. But, they, but the Jews are God's chosen people. There's something special about Israel. God has his hand over it. We're to pray for Israel, all right? And we're gonna do that this morning also. Put that in your prayers. God started with the word. God said, I'm going to make this, going to make this, going to make this, going to make you, going to make me. But then God finished with the word. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. I am, I want you to say, I am a child of the living God. I am in possession of the power of God. I am my father's child. I am loved. I am loved. You are loved. God loves you. Let me tell you something. I was raised in a world where 
children were considered worthless, less than. Children should be seen and not heard. You ever heard of that? I was raised going into school where I was picked on, bullied, where I didn't have much value. And perhaps you were just like that. But God spoke to me when I was 19 years old. He actually spoke to me when I was seven. At seven, remember that lucky number? And I accepted Christ when I was seven, but, but I was awakened at 19, received the Holy Spirit. Well, I received the Holy Spirit when I was seven, because technically you do, but I understood the spiritual realm at age 19. And I walked into a church. I had alcohol in my breath. I was broken. I was a teenager lost. And the preacher said to me, are you ready? I went up front. I said, preacher, I'm ready. And he put his hand on me in the name of Jesus. I'm pleading the blood. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And folks, something came over me. I never changed. I mean, I changed that day and never went back and realized how much God loved me. And I realized that I am a child, a child of the living God. I am his child. You are his child. No matter what you're going through, he loves you. He wants you to know that he has the best for you. Though Satan wants to break it up and take it away, God has the best for you. I want to uh, take some prayer requests this morning. Um, I think it's important that we pray for one another. Uh, some prayer requests. Uh, if you guys have any prayer requests, any uh, thing you would like for us to pray for you, with you, over, I want you to uh, put it in chat. I want you to, uh, you can go to admin at davidhevener.tv and give it to Shanita because we're going to go into heavy prayer here in just a moment. Um, but I just want you to know how much God does love you, how much God wants you right now. You see, what happened is the altars went out of the church, and I talked about this about 20 years ago. I feel like the, 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 the devil started ripping the altars out of the church because people don't want to, they don't believe in repentance anymore. They don't want to know or think that they, uh, uh, have something wrong with them. So therefore, uh, the modern day preachers, they don't preach that anymore because they want everyone to feel good about themselves, see? And, and people don't want to hear the fact that they need to repent, that we need to repent. But folks, I'm telling you something. You and I, we need to repent. Repentance is so, so important, okay? Um, so this morning, um, I want you to... Um, uh, I want you to, if you have an altar there and you can get on your knees, um, that would be, that would be awesome. We're going to, uh, uh, be disconnecting from David Hebner TV, uh, simply because, um, I'm, I've got to get the words to this song and it's, uh, the only way I know to do it. But if you're on David Hebner TV, you can catch us on other platforms. Uh, and I do love you guys and I appreciate uh, uh, everything that you are um, 
uh, that you're doing. Uh, so if uh, I want to, um, we're going to go here uh, to this song. And uh, <clears throat> this song that I really love. And, um, and I thank God for giving us these songs. You know, I think they're so important. I really do. Um, perhaps God's speaking to you this morning. He's saying, David, I've been convicted this morning because of the words that I've been speaking. Yes, I was saved. But I need to reboot that program. I, I know I have the mind of Christ, but I need to live it. This morning, we're going to come before the altar. Everyone has an altar right where you are. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he is waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, you who are weary, come home, earnestly Jesus is calling. Oh, sinner, come I believe there's people out there listening right now. Say, David, I want to go on. I know you do. I know life's tough, life's hard. But right now, Jesus is calling you to come home, to come to a place and put your faith and your rest in. Perhaps you're out there saying, David, I've backslid and I've fallen. That's okay, God. God has his arms open right now. Prodigal son, prodigal daughter. He's calling you. He's speaking. You say, David, I don't know the Lord, but I want to know. You all out there pray. There's someone out there listening right now, and God's telling you accepting Christ and their life is now changing forever as they step into their, their eternal home pray with them if you're out there listening we have a whole group praying with you praying for you you say Father I know I'm a sinner and I believe your son is the only way to you. And Father, I'm going to do everything I can to walk and to talk with Jesus. 
Congratulations. You're in your eternal home. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Praise Him right now where you are. There's those out there that have tears in their eyes right now. You're crying for Jesus. He sees you. Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading? He's pleading. Pleading for you and for me. Why should we linger and heed not His mercy? Mercies for you and for me. Everybody sing. Come on. Come home. Come. spoke about that word that final word that was spoken on the cross Jesus had nails put in his hands and his feet he suffered for you and I he took our place on that cross he encountered every demon that came against him that in existence and every drop of blood that hit the ground had your name and my name on it. And he looked up to the Father and he said, It is finished. Those beautiful words, it is finished. Time is now fleeting. The moments are passing, passing from you and from me times are moving on folks we only have a certain amount of time shadows are gathering one day the death bed will be coming coming for you and for me but we're going to live forever because we're coming home come
right now. He's calling for you to come home. I'm going to bring Shanita in. We're going to be taking prayer requests. Um, I'm going to be praying for you. Hi, Shanita. How are you? Well, I'm just super thankful for the truth that you've been sharing. I appreciate the spirit of repentance. I just feel like that's so cool. Um, would you like some of the affirmations that I use regularly? The I sure. Okay, so from Romans 12, 21. And the reason I'm sharing this is there's some question in the chat, like, are you trying to manifest things into reality? Or are you, I don't know if you want to clarify that. I, I will clarify it. And I said it before, we cannot manifest anything that is not of God if you are a child of God. Mm -hmm. Now, what I mean is we should not. Everything that manifests around us has to be according to God's will. All right. So this is the problem, folks. And this is the confusion. And this is another show that we need to do. New Age, the devil has taken the things of God, the power of God, and has twisted it and manipulated. So therefore, Christians are afraid of it. They don't know what to do. They're afraid to speak. Okay, now you're not going to manifest something that's not of God. Okay, we are not God. I'm not God. You're not God. So we're not going to create a person. We're not going to you know, manifest a Mercedes Benz sitting in our driveway, a bucket of money. I mean... Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you that's never from God. Maybe God's saying you need a brand new car. What I'm saying is that what we see around us is created by our words. Uh, there's an old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Um, my grandfather's an alcoholic, and we would have to go find him every weekend. He would be in a bar drinking with other drunks because drunks like to be with drunks. That's why bars are dark. Their words play off each other. Their words manifest. Uh, you ever been somewhere where people are just cussing all the time and they seem to enjoy each other and they cuss at each other and with each other and it's just a way of life. And yet I can't stand to be around it. Their words have created that negative environment, that environment. Um, does that make sense what I'm saying? Well, absolutely. Yeah, because I noticed the opposite thing happened on our set. Like somebody who didn't know our culture you know, he was just used to that kind of language all the time. But it changed. <clears throat> been on the set for a few hours, and nobody had to say anything to him. He just adapted to the environment. He adapted to the environment. That's right. So when you show an environment of love, and you mm -hmm. show an environment of peace, an environment of courage instead of fear, these are things you speak into existence. Okay. Uh, otherwise, how you see. Shanita, I'm tired of people begging God for something that we already have. Exactly. Oh, God, would you heal Agnes from cancer? Well, wait a minute. We have the power to command that healing. Why are we begging God to do something that he clearly gave us the power to do? Right? I'm not saying never pray to God and ask God for things. That's not what I'm saying. We, the Bible clearly says, ask and you shall receive. But also, if you don't believe it, then it's impossible to please God because God said he cannot reward anyone who doesn't believe in paraphrasing. Um, so I want to, um, I want to clarify that. So anyway, so according to Romans 12, 21, I am the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me. 
5414, I am far from oppression. Fear does not come near. Psalm 1-3, whatever I do prospers. I am like a tree planted by rivers of water. And finally, James 1.25, I am a doer of the word of God. I am blessed in my deeds. That's right. Okay, perfect example. Let's take that last one. I am a doer of the word of God. I am blessed in my deeds. Now that's Bible, right? That's scriptural, right? <clears throat> yes? yes, it is. But what if we didn't say that? What if we didn't believe it? Would you be a doer of the word? Would you be blessed if you didn't do it? That's my question, yes or no. Hmm. Good. I mean, could you be blessed if you didn't do it? How are you going to be blessed if you don't do it? How can you, how can I do the word of God if we don't know to do it? Right? Hmm. So say, read that again, that last scripture. Read it one more time. James 125, I am a doer of the word of God. I am blessed. Right. So if you're not a doer of the word of God, if you're not doing it for God, can you be blessed? That's my question. Hmm. No. I mean, what, what if you're working for Satan? Oh, yes. Well, God's going to bless us. No, he's not going to bless us. I am a doer. I am blessed. You're, 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 proclaiming that out. You're speaking those words out. God is, and let me tell you something. Not only is God hearing it, but you know who else, you know who else hears it when we speak words and say, I am mm -hmm. blessed. I am a doer. Who else hears that, Shanita? The opposition and the yeah. people influencing. Yeah, the Satan, mm -hmm. the opposition. You're being kind. Must be G-rated. Satan from the pits of hell, they hear it. It shakes and rattles the cages. It rattles the cages. Um, all right, who do we have to pray for this morning? Well, we are celebrating our son-in-law's birthday, my dad's birthday, my mom's birthday. We are praying for, well, I wanted to praise God for Josh's testimony. He says, I've done away with smoking, I've done away with Xanax. And we are praying for Israel. We're praying for Steve recovering from a car accident. He's been one of our guests. We're continuing to pray for David Morgan, who's been one of our guests and consultants on yeah. that. Um, right. uh, our prayer coordinator, Shelley, had an idea to start doing a new prayer time on Monday nights following the live broadcast. So we are announcing that starting November 1st, and we're praying about how that's going to best minister. Um, praying for my college friend, praying for Kay, for Lisa, for his lamb, for Lee, for Lori's daughter. And there are probably some more I haven't seen yet, but we will be praying for those in our prayer time every week. Yeah, awesome. All right, Shanita, thank you so much. Um, and by the way, um, I did have to disconnect from David Hebner TV. I apologize for that. But if anyone listening wants to uh, be a part of David Hebner TV, they just go to davidheavener.tv and sign up, right? Yeah, we've started a free chat so that we can have fellowship there as well. Right. And you can go underground with us. You can do things as, as a member. It's a membership program uh, platform. And you can do things with us after the Monday night show, uh, uh, ask questions with our guests and, and, and be a part of the family. Uh, plus, we have over, I think it's four or 500 
videos on there now on demonic warfare and alien demon connection and uh, Bible channel. We have so many people that are uh, friends of ours on there, L.A. Marzulli, Michael Lake, uh, Mike Spaulding. So I want to encourage you guys to go to davidhebner.tv. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, ...with our guest. Tomorrow's guest is one of our favorites from the past, and thanks to Betty for introducing us to him. He'll be talking about when you have nightmares, how to deal with that, and even for children dealing with nightmares. That's right. He, he stakes things out. I'm going to talk about staking out your territory, staking out your house, ridding those demons. All right, Shanita, I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Vegetarians. <laughs> no steak for me because I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, folks, listen to me. I'm glad Shanita brought that up. I'm coming against the demons of hell and new age right now. I'm coming against them. Uh, they have deceived. They have uh, taken God's word, taken God's principles. They've abused it, used it, manipulated it, perverted it. I'm coming against that demon right now. In Jesus' name, the demon of new age, the demon of the secret, the demon of this so-called law of attraction. I come against you right now in the name of Jesus. I cast you into hell that you will not touch God's people. You will not influence God's people. Thank you. Now listen, God's people, we have to understand all of that stuff has been stolen from God. That you and I have the power uh, that Jesus had because it was transferred to us. The difference is New Age believes that God created them so they could be God. We believe that God created us so we could be God's children. So we could be like God because we're made in his image so that we could please God. So that we could serve God. So that we have the ability to come and say, God, forgive me, I repent. That's the difference. They believe they are God. We understand that we are not. We understand we are God's children. Period. Period. And we need to understand and take back what the enemy has stolen. And we're, ta we're taking it back. Lord, I lift up my brothers and sisters in Christ and those that are listening right now. I'm asking for a healing among your people. There's someone out there struggling with prostate problems. There's someone that has eye problems right now. They went to the doctor and they heard that some not good news. There's someone struggling with Alzheimer's, some type of brain disorder. Father, right now, every disease, every sickness, we're commanding that sickness much, much leave. We're commanding a healing in the name of Jesus. Father, we understand that we are your children, that we have the right to do this, but we do it humbly. We know we don't deserve it, but we accept it because you put your son on that cross 2,000 years ago to die 
for each and every one of us. So that we may live. And Father, right now, I'm lifting my brothers and sisters up to you that are hurting. And I'm thanking that you are giving us wisdom that we're leaving this morning on a higher level in which we came in. You didn't have to do that, God. You didn't have to be with us this morning, but you were, but you are. Father, you're so faithful. You're always with us. You've never let me down, though I've forsaken you. You've always been faithful to me, and I thank you for it, and I praise you for it. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command every demon that is on every one of God's people right now, every demon, the demon of addiction, the demon of lies, the demon of unforgiveness, the demon of fear, every demon. You are right now commanded to leave God's children. You are commanded now back into the pits of hell. You do not return. Sing the song with me one more time. Let's praise God. He's given you and I so much that we don't deserve. He's always been there for you. But have you always been there for him? Well, this morning you can. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. See on the borders, he's waiting and watching. Watching for you and for me. Come calling us to come home and I believe this morning many of us have come home we've come home we've come back to God to the realization that we are his children that we do have the power that he says we have and we have the beauty that he says we have that we understand we are perfect in his sight in his sight in his sight. He sees things that you don't see. He sees things I don't see in the world doesn't see. He sees things in you. And he, he created you for a purpose to do something with your life, in your life. And right now I'm believing that God is revealing that to you, to his people. God bless you all. Thank you, Miriam. God bless you.
Thank you so much. Just want to share this with you, and I do it every week because there may be someone new out there. Um, I'm to the point now, I just want to get you guys these books, How to Use Your True Power in These Last Days. I believe God gave me this. It doesn't take the place of the Bible. It's based on the Bible, but we need to know how to use our true power. For a donation, I'd love to send this to you. Uh, that'd be awesome. This is the story of my life in Hollywood. Uh, uh, this is um, mind control, uh, astral projection, uh, demonic attacks, um, uh, uh, sleep paralysis. I mean, witchcraft. I mean, it talks about all kinds of things. I'd love to get you this. And then these two DVD, DVDs, eight hours of uh, uh, things, you know, with um, satanic ritual abuse, Illuminati. I mean, eight hours, uh, people like Ellie Marzulli and Michael Lake, Lisa Haven. And then we have the uh, Last Evangelist, Episode 1. You can order all this uh, for a donation. David at David Heavener. I'm sorry, davidhevener.tv forward slash order. Or you can call 844-806-0006. Or if you'd like to become a monthly partner or just a one-time donor, uh, be a partner with us financially, we sure could use it. You can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Or like I said, uh, call 844-806-0006. And if you're like me and you do text, uh, you can text the word chosen. I love that word to 91999. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I pray for you. Please pray for us. Um, we really need it. Uh, God bless you. And we love you so much. All right. Oh, don't forget about lastevangelist.com. Go check it out. All right. God bless you.